It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod. Email the show, LOThunderpod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to be diving into the Oklahoma City Thunder beating the Detroit Pistons in the fifth preseason game in which Darius Baisley has his best game yet. Josh Giddy continues to impress. How good can this rookie class be for OKC? And is this shooting improvement from the Thunder legitimate? Diving into all of that on today's show, thank you so much for listening to Locked on Thunder. Subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms so you never miss an episode. We are here for you on YouTube and all your other podcasting platforms Monday through Friday. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. It's all free. In this game, SGA was out, Josh, uh, uh, Chad Homer was out, Kenny Hustle was out, and Mike Muscala was out. Of course, Marquise Chris and Trey Burke are not with the team. They're just waiting to get, wa- uh, to get waived. So the starters were Josh Giddy, Trey Mann, Lou Dort, Jalen Williams, and Jerry. That was a very interesting starting group. I, I-, I love trying out Jalen Williams from Santa Clara at the power forward position. Of course, Jeremiah Robertson Earl has been playing center since his rookie season. And then you have the three guards of Giddy and Mann and Dort, really a four-guard lineup if you want to count uh, J-Dub from Santa Clara. But he projects to kind of be that that combo two, three in the NBA. So he slides down to four because the Thunder continue with this trend of drafting guys who can play up a position and, and who can be versatile and get on the floor in a, a multitude of ways. And that's how you try to... Avoid that that roster crunch in the sense of the number crunch, right? There's only so many minutes to go around. Well, if you can play two, three, four positions, you can get on the floor, despite how many the amount of players that the Thunder want to get on the floor in this season. 
And there's a lot to discuss. I mean, through five preseason games, the Thunder have looked really good. Now, granted, two of those games are against non-NBA teams. But the only time that the Thunder have lost a basketball game this season is whenever they shot 18% from three-point land in Tulsa against the Dallas Mavericks. And they lost by two. They lost by two points. They've been playing great defense. They've been rebounding well. They've won the rebounding battle uh, in every single game that they've played in so far this season. And when they shoot better than 18% from the three-point line, they win. And that brings us to the three-point improvement. Obviously, the Thunder went out there and they and they hired the best shooting coach in the business, Chip England. And since then, through the first five preseason games, granted a small sample size, but Derek Parker uh, of Sports Illustrated, Oklahoma City uh, Inside the Thunder, put together a tweet that had all the all the different numbers. Aaron Wiggins, fifty six percent from three point land this year on three attempts per game. Trey Mann, fifty four percent from three-point land on seven attempts per game. Josh Giddy, 50% from three-point land on three attempts per game. Usman Jang, 50% on 3.5 attempts. Lindy Waters, the third, 46% on 5.2 attempts. Lou Dort, 46% on 6.5 attempts. And then even Pokashevsky, 39% from three on 3.6 attempts. Now look, is this all going to sustain itself over the course of a full 160, well, that's baseball, but 82 uh, game season. No, it will not sustain itself over the entire season. But honing in on a few of these guys, Josh Giddy. let's start there. First and foremost, can Josh Giddy shoot 50% from three throughout this entire season? No, he just can't. That would be an unheard of improvement. And even getting all this improvement in, in one year would be unheard of. But let's talk bigger picture here. Bigger picture, can you expect for Chip England to come in and make Josh Giddy a 50% three-point shooter? No. Starting point being at 26% last year. You know, again, as a rookie, Josh Giddy shot 26% last year from three. With that being your starting point, you, you can't really get him up to 50% ever probably, and also especially not in one in one offseason, really half of an offseason because of the, the hiring point in which you got Chip England around these guys. But the beautiful thing is, again, we're honing on Josh Giddy here. You don't need Josh Giddy to shoot 50% from three. That's not what you need. You need Josh Giddy to be simply league average, somewhere in that 35, 36, 37% range from three-point land. If he can do that, his game evolves into a star player. If you believe that the defensive improvement is real, which Obviously, it appears that way because he has the frame to play that defense. He's he's filled out his frame in the offseason. He looks committed on the end of the floor. And, you know, he's 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, of course, you can play some defense. And it's showing up now in the preseason. And if you believe that he can shoot 35 36% from three eventually in his career, maybe, maybe not even this year, obviously, but eventually in his career, you mix that with improved rim finishing that we've seen so far in summer league and preseason. You mix that with has improved ball handling that we've seen so far in both those areas, summer league and preseason. And we know that he's an elite playmaker. I mean, he's a top 10 passer in this league. He's 20 years old. We know that. How real is this shooting though? That's the question. Is it 50% real? No, I don't think so. But he does look very comfortable shooting the basketball. He looks comfortable. 
He looks confident. He's changed his feet placement. He's changed some of his hand placement. He's already making these different tweaks, and, and those changes look and, according to him, feel comfortable for him. So it won't be 50%, but that's not what the Thunder need. And in this game, Josh Giddy, as your lead guy, as your catalyst, 16 points, 9 assists, 5 rebounds, 4 for 8 from 3, 4 for 8 from 3, and 42% from the floor. That is encouraging. And again, you can't expect the leap even to 35 this year. I mean, that would be a 9 percentage point increase. But this preseason should give you encouragement that with another offseason of working with Chip England, with a third offseason of working with Chip England, that Josh Giddy can get over that plateau, get over that hump of being at least league average. And anything more than that is icing on the cake. Because just simply getting to league average could make him a blank. In my opinion, could make him a Jason Kidd. Whatever your feelings were of Jason Kidd when he was playing, was he in a superstar tier? Was he in a star tier, all-star tier, good player tier? Whatever you thought he was in, that tier is what he can kind of become if he can get to that league average shooting numbers. And it's off to a great start right now. Again, small sample size, we get it. But there's at least context to it, right? There's there's the change jump shot, and there is a change coaching staff member that they've brought in specifically to and, and designed his role specifically for working with Josh Giddy. So it's not as though this is just a random hot streak, right? There, there are contexts of he's working with a different coach, he's changed his jump shot physically, and now they're going in more. So I don't think it's it should be kind of looked down upon or or dismissed just for being preseason. We'll see what he can do on Thursday against the Spurs. That'll be the final preseason game before the season opener on October 19th in Minnesota. It'll be very interesting to see what this team looks like at that point. And SGA should be back for that home for, for that season opener. I think at worst for the home opener, it could be back. So we'll see. We should see SGA with this team sooner rather than later. SGA did travel with the team to Detroit. He did shoot around in this game uh, before the game started, as he did in, in Tulsa, as he did the last two games in Paycom Center, warming up, working out before the game. Uh, he did that again in Detroit. That's always a good sign. Uh, he'll travel with them to San Antonio. So he's getting closer to returning, SGA is. And so with him returning, this team that looks really good right now gets a lot better. And I want to talk about how good this rookie class looks and this team looks without their crown jewels. Uh, you know, SGA for the whole team, Chet Holmgren, of course, the crown jewel of the rookie class. How good can this team be this year? Let's talk about that coming up. But first, I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off of your next order. Folks, if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Are you ready for this new delicious flavor? Folks, it is covered in chocolate. It is cookie dough. Cookie dough chunk puffs. They're light, chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, covered in 100% real chocolate. Try it out today. Cookie dough chunk puffs, only 160 calories and a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Check it out today. Built.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order. Built.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order. Use LOCK15 at Built.com. 
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at LOTHUNDERPOD. Email the show, LOTHUNDERPOD at gmail.com. Make sure that you subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms on YouTube. And I want to dive into this rookie class. Folks, it's been incredible so far. And what we've seen over these last five games has to really get you excited for the future of this team because you can just start with Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara, who in, in last night's game had 16 points, three assists, seven rebounds. He had three steals. He drew a charge on defense. He played 27 minutes. And again, as I mentioned before, he can play as a guard. He can play as a forward. He can kind of play three different positions. As you saw him play the four yesterday, he can play that two guard that yeah, he can play one, two, three, four. I mean, he can play four different positions on the basketball floor. Playmaking. He's flashed that with that 13 assist game on Sunday. He's a good defender. And what do I mean by that? You know, I kind of break defenders off into bad, below average, average, good, great, elite. He's a good defender as a rookie. He takes pride in that end of the floor. And I believe in his three-point potential. He has not gotten the three-point shots to fall as, as godly as the other players have so far this preseason. But I do believe that we can see that three-point stroke in the NBA. We saw it in Summer League. I think that we'll see it eventually as a rookie, you know, whenever that time may come. But Jalen Williams is a player. I think that Jalen Williams has all-star potential. I love the way he can cut. I love the, the way he can be versatile. He can play on-ball. He can play off-ball offensively. He can he can be a good help-side defender, but he can also be a great on-ball point-of-attack defender. I love Jalen Williams' game. I do. I think he has an all-star potential. And then you, you turn the page and you look at Usman Jane, who the Thunder clearly believe in. They traded three first-round picks for him. Sam Presti has scouted Usman Jane since he was 16 years old. And, folks, purely in the sense of a business decision, you don't trade three first-round picks for a dude, have your GM love this guy since he's 16 and salivate over his potential, get him on your roster, and then go, ah, you know, I, don't, I, uh, I can't really find the minutes for him. I don't, I don't know how we're going to play this guy. It's not the business of basketball. I think that you're going to see the Thunder take pride and kind of prioritize Usman Jang's development. Now, prioritizing that can look a lot of different ways. It can look like getting him G League reps, especially at the beginning, but it can also look like you know playing him 20 you know, minutes a night, whatever it is. But the fact that he looks so incredibly fluent, he looks so awesome on defense, the shot is already progressing nicely as he goes three for three from deep yesterday. He flashes that ball handling at his size, which is obvious because he used to play guard before he hit that growth spurt to, to become you know six eleven. But he has that great ball handling that can get himself open, 
but can also buy time and get his teammates open, obviously. Had an assist, two rebounds, 13 points. He shows he shows potential as a cutter as well uh, and, and a guy who can attack hard at the rim. We've seen him, you know, Sunday just blitz the Nets from three on, on this game Tuesday, but on Sunday was awesome at attacking the rim off the dribble. Laid it up instead of dunking it. Who knows what that's about? We'll see if he can start dunking it in games, but still, um, he's been awesome. Even Jay Will out of Arkansas. Look, he doesn't have the flashy potential. I mean, Usman Jang, if you if you have a 6'11 guy, you traded three first-round picks for, you drafted at, at, at pick 11, and who is 6'11 can shoot, can handle, can pass, can play really good defense. Worst 13, who does that sound like? You know, who knows what his ceiling can be? His ceiling is just, you know, the roof. I've already said that I think Santa Clara, Jalen Williams, is an all-star caliber guy whenever it's all said and done. Jay Whale doesn't have that, that, that lofty ceiling, right? But I don't see a way in which Jalen Williams isn't at least competent enough to be a solid bench connector that comes in off your bench and either, A, there's a game where you lack intensity and you just struggle to get up for that opponent whenever you're actually a good team, etc. And he comes in and just kind of wakes everybody up. If you're flowing, he comes in and keeps that intensity of, you know, diving for loose balls, taking charges, whatever. And then also, we've seen what Mark likes to do some whenever he had Al Horford was create out of the high post. Uh, Chet Holmgren, of course, can do that out of the high post as well whenever your team is, you know, in the in the phase of him being back with the team next year. You can kind of ease back in with your second unit and not lose your identity and still have Jalen Williams creating out of the post. So, like, while Jalen Williams will never be a starter in this league, I don't think, much less anything higher than that, I do think that as a... 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th man, he can allow you to kind of connect the two units and not have to totally change your identity because he's a guy that can be versatile, can play fast, can get rebounds and throw outlet passes, can do all those things that a lot of the identity of this team will be whenever it's all said and done. We've rattled off three different rookies, and we haven't seen Chet Holmgren play a minute yet, and he is the crown jewel. He is the the guy that can be franchise-altering. He is the the best prospect on this roster is, is Chet Holmgren. And this is all on the heels of the 2021 draft class, which had Josh Giddy and Trey Mann and Jerry and Aaron Wiggins. And again, is Jerry's ceiling and Wiggins ceiling that high as an all-star? No, but those guys are quality rotational players. I mentioned Jason Kidd as a comparison for Josh Giddy's, you know, ceiling. And Trey Mann, I think, is a, is a guy that can be a six-man microwave score for you at a very, very, very high level and can be the difference maker. I mean, look at the Dennis Schroeder year whenever he was the difference maker off the bench uh, as a sixth man. And then closed games with that team, obviously. And that three-guard lineup. This rookie class has a chance to be very, very special. Josh Giddy has a chance to be very, very special. And when you compile all of these really good players together, and we still haven't seen them play with SGA yet, we still haven't seen them play with Chet Holmgren yet, then it, you really see this, this puzzle coming together for Sam Presti and this front office and this organization. It's exciting. It's exciting stuff. It's also exciting that Darius Baisley had his best game of the preseason so far. And how did the Thunder win this game? Well, they won it by their switchable defense and their play from beyond the arc. Let's talk about them Clamping up Cade Cunningham as well coming up. But first, I want to tell you right now, 
but our good friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is incredible, folks. It's just you versus the projected numbers. It's daily fantasy made easy. I think that what you should look for here is with the NBA season starting, for example, next Wednesday, whenever the Thunder are in Minnesota, you can't go to the game. You're sitting at home watching on TV. You're so excited because it's in Minnesota, so you can't go if you live in Oklahoma. You just get on your phone, put a price picks, put in promo code locked on for 100% deposit match up to $100. And what they're going to do is present you with options. So it'll be like, for example, Josh Giddy. And let's say the number is seven and a half, seven and a half assists over or under. I think he's going to get over seven and a half. I think he's going to get nine, 10 assists on opening night. Click over, then just sit back and watch. That's all you got to do. You just sit back and watch, watch the game unfold, see if Josh Giddy can get over seven and a half assists or not. So, there's no need to worry about playing people who do this for a living and you're just trying to have some fun. No, this is all just you versus projected numbers, what you think will happen uh, in that game. It's a lot of fun to play. Uh, go play it today at Price Picks with any app on your iPhone or Android with the Price Pick app. Or also, of course, you can go to pricepicks.com to sign up as well. So make sure you check it out today and use that promo code LOCKED ON. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Hello Thunder Pod. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. For your next listen, check out our ultimate pro basketball preview. It is a six-part podcast extravaganza with lockdown experts and Odyssey experts on the NBA. Uh, our episode previewing the Thunder will be out uh, in a couple of days. Uh, it'll be on our podcast feed on Lockdown Thunder Podcast. Also, it'll be on YouTube on the Lockdown NBA YouTube channel. I'll make a community post about it whenever it's posted and let you all know where to go find it. But you should go right now to the ultimate pro basketball podcast feed and check them all out. Um, there are already three out there right now. It's also, of course, on Locked on NBA YouTube channel. The Contenders episode got feisty, so go check out the little beefs that we had in the Contender episode as well. Uh, now, I do want to talk about Darius Baisley. You know, if you're a longtime listener, that I have been pushing this Darius Baisley propaganda since before the bubble. You know this. Didn't look so hot last year. Took a big step defensively last year. Became a good to borderline elite secretly defender. Offensively, still lagging behind. And I would go as far to say, not only was this the best preseason game for Darius Baisley, it was one of the best games for Darius Baisley, period, that he has played. Because you you saw him in this game not attempt a single three-point shot. Had eight rebounds, an assist, a couple of blocks. He went five for seven, um... In this game from the floor, he got to the line eight times because he's so good now at taking on that contact with him being close to 220 right now. He attacks hard and was decisive with the ball in his hands. He was not slow and methodical when moving anymore in in this game. 
His drop step has become a real weapon down low. He finished hard over over Isaiah Stewart, getting the getting the foul. His pace was a lot better, as I mentioned before, and just not slow. And the biggest thing to me was again the no three points taken, which with that comes a lot of pick and roll, right? A lot, a lot of hard screening than, than roll to the basket. A lot of sitting in the dunker spot. And when he was in that dunker spot, what happened? Lou Dort drove through the lane, dumped it off to him. Baisley gets it in the dunker spot, then pivots toward the rim, dunks it. Defense reacts late, foul them, and one. Putting him in those spots, instead of having him just sit in the corner and do nothing and kick it out to him to a guy who can't shoot, it changes the whole complexity of what he can do offensively. So if you get fine defense, you'll find offense out of Baisley, and then you get that awesome defense out of him, he's an NBA player. I like what we saw and how the Thunder utilized him in this game on Tuesday. Now, can that become a consistent thing? We'll see. We'll see if it can. But it was a lot better than what we had seen. And in this game, he played 29 minutes. That's 10 more than Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who started over him. That's the kind of stuff I mean that, you know, in the flow of a game, while it's nice to get your name called in in the pregame and the, the lights go out and the announcer says your name, the starter stuff doesn't really matter. It's a, it's more about minutes and rotation, and Mark said the same thing at Media Day. That's a case in point right there. Uh, of you know, Jerry was technically the starter in this game, but basically played very well. He played 10 more minutes than Jerry. Also, the Thunder defense continued to be impressive. They're very switchable on defense, and it really kept Cade Cunningham in check. Now, Jaden Ivey was awesome in this game, but Cade Cunningham, for example, was not just guarded by Lou Dort. This is what I mean by switchable. We saw Lou Dort take his turn at Cade Cunningham. We saw... Uh, Josh Giddy step up at the point of attack and do really well against Cunningham. Darius Baisley, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We were just rotating and picking up Cunningham, and he goes three for 13 from shooting, uh, eight rebounds, two assists, three steals, two blocks, but four turnovers in this game. The Thunder once led by 20. There were six lead changes. The Thunder, win rebounding again, shot 40% from three, win the points in the paint 60 to 46. So remember, folks, they're unbeaten in rebounding this year. They just won points in the paint, 60 to 46. Um, they are 4 and 1 on the, on the preseason. They won second chance points and also fast break points. MVP of this game is Josh Giddy, but this team is fun. How good can this team be? We'll see what, what, what SGA can provide whenever he comes back, how much better they can get from that. Um, look, this team's going to be fun nonetheless. That's all I can promise you. And you should support this team on the 23rd when they come back uh, home for their home opener and, and throughout this season because, as we've already seen glimpses of in the preseason, no matter what combination of players that are thrown onto that floor, they are interesting players. They are exciting players. They are players who you're going to want to care about in the future of this organization. Make sure you're out there at the Paycom Center. I'll be there, so make sure you're there. Tweet at me at Ryland underscore Styles. Drop below on YouTube. Tell me what you think about this rookie class. How would you grade it on a scale of 1 to 10 after we've seen Summer League and preseason? 1 to 10 on a scale for this rookie class. Let me know on YouTube or on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.